Some people celebrate the holidays, but you, you dominate the holidays. You deck the halls, the mantle, and anything else that will stand still. You deserve a bold cold brew that's as festive as you. Topped with creamy cookie butter cold foam, covered in cookie butter crumbles, and perfectly pairable with our new cookie butter donut, Dunkin's Cookie Butter Cold Brew is a delicious match for your decked out domination. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Well, it is another Monday, and that means it's time for another episode of You're My Best Friend. But before we jump into the uh, unseriousness that this podcast uh, has become over the last year and a half, uh, we do want to take a minute and uh, just, you know, wish the president of the United States, Mr. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, a speedy recovery. It came out late last week that he and the First Lady uh, and among a bunch of other people in the White House uh, got tested positive for coronavirus so uh our thoughts and prayers go out to the trump family uh the hicks family and and everyone else who has tested positive for the virus in the last you know five or six days really yeah it's you know it's been a tough year and for a while on this podcast we weren't really venturing into the political world we weren't really talking about things like that and uh if you've gathered recently there's just too much going on to not talk about it um a couple of episodes back, we uh, wanted to send our thoughts and prayers to the Ginsburg family. And this week, we want to pray for the president because, regardless of how you feel about him, leadership deserves respect. And I think that prayer is good. That's good on a t shirt. Le- what? Leadership Leader- deserves <clears throat> respect? Leadership needs respect, dot, dot, dot. Prayer is good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so take a minute to pray this week uh even if you don't believe in prayer it's good for your soul and and uh, register to vote do it please we have a month i think you still have a couple of weeks left in the state of california to register to vote do it yeah, do it do it now do it and please get well mr president Apparently. And you're listening to You're My Best Friend. This is getting really spiritual. You're my best friend. With two of my best friends, Maxia. So we're we're not going to kiss then? I promise you. <laughs> Let me tell you this. Dropping a taco is a national emergency. You, I'm cutting you off. You're listening to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. Here are your hosts, the industrious Moxie Ann and the amusing Ruben J. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name... Pew, 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 pew. Sorry, I was just so excited. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Do you like my air horn? That's what that was? I bought it myself. That, sound, that sounds like a white girl in line for pew, Starbucks. Pew, pew. Or like a really excited bee. No. I don't know. Welcome to You're My Best Friend, a podcast about life, friendship, and tacos. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And this week's episode is going to be a doozy, as the cool kids say. Uh, I'm super excited for you guys to to listen to this particular guest uh, and go and purchase this person's book and go and watch her movies and her TV shows and whatever else she's in. Mm. And uh, it's going to be a great time. It's going to be a wonderful episode. I really think a lot of people out there, even if you have no idea who our guest is, even if you have no idea uh, what the concept of heartbreak and self-improvement is, you probably know somebody who needs to hear today's episode and needs to read this woman's book. Just reading it myself, I was like, I know. Okay, stop bragging. You read a lot of books. We get it. I feel attacked. <laughs> I came out to have a good time, and I just feel attacked right now. You came out to have a good time? You're in your house. I went out earlier. I got To coffee. church. I, I got coffee, which is also why I'm so excited. Where'd you get coffee from? Starbucks. Was it a pumpkin spice latte? No, it was a caramel cloud macchiato. Just as bad. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's just as it's just as basic white girl as it as a pumpkin spice latte is. Oh, calm down. Um. Anyway, 
Um, that's why I'm so hyper. That's why I am so happy for this week's episode. Even just like reading the book, I could think of like four people off the top of my head, including Ruben, who needed to read it and who I want to gift it to like for Christmas. And it's just, it's so good. It's such an easy read. I could not say enough good things about this book, but we talk about that later on in this episode. So I'm not going to get ahead of ourselves right now. Why do you think that I need to read this book? This book is written for women. No, it's not. It's literally a book for women by a woman. Have you read it? Do I read books? Yes, actually. Do I? mm, Do I? (laughs) Do I, there's, there's a stack of books right behind me. <laughs> Do I read books written by women? Wait, hold on, yeah. let me rephrase that. Do I read books written wow. by women? Wow. <laughs> wow. Don't get on your high horse, madam. What about a short horse? Can well, I get on that? I don't know. I, actually, I don't think you could get on a short horse because uh, I, I still don't think you're tall enough to get on a short horse. Well, joke's on you. I have ridden tall and short horses who helped you get on them your grandpa no a saddle <laughs> what? You just put your foot in it and then you hoist yourself up there i want to take you horseback riding just to see you climb onto a horse <laughs> that sounds like a really great time um <sighs> Hey, so uh, like we mentioned at the top of the hour, we're wishing the president and and the first lady uh, some best wishes. Uh, We also want to wish Joe Biden some great wishes just because uh, that debate last week was not great for either one of the candidates. That was yikes. Yeah. We, I think, did we collectively get drunk as a a nation that night? Because I feel like the debates did one thing and brought everybody together and hating both candidates. I was really, I was very proud of my Instagram followers. So Ruben and I. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Okay. No, but I want to read some of these tweets because they're hysterical. Um, Ruben and I had a debate watching party at my apartment wherein. That was not a party. It was kind of a party. It was as much of a party as anyone could expect from that debate. Um, I sat on the couch with my phone. He sat behind me live tweeting it on his iPad and laptop and MacBook Pro and Lord knows what else. And so I, I had like 14 posting. screens at a, at a certain point. It was easier to figure out what was going on with the debate from Twitter than from just listening to it. Come on, man. I can't with this clown. Would you shut up? It was just yelling. And so I tweeted. A you, hold, on, hold on. Let me ask you this. Did you feel like you were back at work for a minute? I did. Yeah, I I really did. And I also, so I took a a bunch of screenshots. If you follow me on Instagram at Moxie and music, you would have seen my story from that night. I posted like 20 tweets probably of not one of them from me. Oh my gosh. There were like three of them from you. Yeah. My lamest ones. Okay. So one of my, the first one I posted was from at the daily show, Chris Wallace minute one. Hello, gentlemen. I'm expecting a respectful debate. Chris Wallace, minute 12. Jesus Christ, Mr. President. We just need three seconds of you not shouting. Just three. <laughs> at one point, the Joe Biden campaign, so at Joe Biden tweeted, it was like during the debate, and it must have been his campaign team, obviously. But Well, because Joe himself does not know how to tweet. Yeah, and so people were on his Twitter, like there were a whole bunch of tweets of people saying like, dude, what are you doing? You're debating. How are you tweeting? Which was silly. Like people have no idea how social media work. But somebody responded to that tweet. Uh, He tweeted like something that he said in the debate. And then somebody responded to that and said, bro can't finish his sentence. So now he tweeting. Um, I'm trying to see. There is, uh, there was, uh, Katie, uh, Wendy at Wendy Aaron's. Read one of mine. She tweeted. Wow. Can, can Chris Wallace be replaced with a mom who's been home with her kids since March? (laughs) And then at Kinsey Schofield said, starting a GoFundMe for Chris Wallace's bar tab tonight, which honestly, like, dude, man deserves an award for just trying no he failed but he attempted no no he does not he needs to be fired immediately um um chris wallace's debate performance tonight is a great reminder that kindergarten teachers are underpaid 
here's, and then here's here's a thought that I just had right now. Everyone's complaining about there not being three parties up on the debate stage right now. There was. Yeah. It was a Republican, a Democrat, and a Chris Wallace. Uh, another favorite response to Joe Biden tweeting was uh, somebody posted a picture of him like looking down during the debate, and somebody said he's tweeting right here on his Nokia. <laughs> and then uh, Ben Shapiro tweeted, "I literally have no idea who won this debate. I just know we all lost." Um, there were some really good like office references. Uh, as soon as they came out. At the Ruben J tweeted, Trump is looking more orange than he usually does. And then another tweet, Biden looks more confused than he ever has. <laughs> and uh, really, those are the ones that you chose to, to to use of mine. Really? They were really funny. Really? Also, really? Those are my Patton, lamest ones. I have to say something. I have to say something. So I love uh, Mr. Patton Oswalt. He is. Boo! You know who he is. What? Boo! Why? I don't know. I feel like booing. Okay. I love him. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is a seriously huge comedian. Uh, he was on the King of Queens. How huge he, is he? Uh, he's actually like my dad's height, but so he's tiny. Um, <laughs> he was on the King of Queens as a main character. He's on this show called AP Bio. He voiced Remy the Rat he's on in Ratatouille. AP Bio. Yeah, I hate that show. Wait, you hate it or you love it? I hate it. Why? I don't know. I've never watched it. I mean, it's really bad, but I also love it. <clears throat> um, but. He, I love his comedy. It's a little raunchy, but it's really funny. But he was tweeting at the same time. And so I screenshotted and shared a tweet of his uh, as the last one on my feed. And I said, Biden's prep coach for the next debate, a screaming goat on PCP. And he liked, he responded. He responded to my story on Instagram and he sent me a bunch of hearts, which made me really happy because he's awesome. Uh, and then finally, uh, I think my favorite discovery of the night was I discovered a Twitter account at Joe. Biden. Are we still talking about this? Yeah, I discovered a Twitter account at Biden insult bot. And basically, it's like it, it comes up with great insults that Biden hasn't said yet, but could foreseeably say. And uh, <laughs> so, like, you're barking up the wrong sycamore, you hay bale and jelly bean. Take a slow boat to China, you square-toed tugboat captain. <laughs> anyway, so Ruben has now tuned me out, but I'm sure that some of you are paying attention to this. And, uh, yeah. Are, are you listening at all? Oh, are we done? You ain't nothing but a potato peel and cobra man. Okay, now I'm done. This is this is good, good stuff. <clears throat> also, uh, just real quick, we were on the podcast uh, stuff I never knew uh, dropped yesterday uh, at yes. eight p.m. So go check it out on all the places where you find the internet's. Uh, what that did not make if any you, sense. I it's okay. You're eighty. I understand. Um, <laughs> if you are a fan of Oreos at all you will enjoy some of the fun trivia that was on that show. It was really lively and great and awesome and <laughs> exciting. Sorry, I'm reading my I'm reading my my Twitter timeline from last week and I'm cracking <laughs> myself up. <laughs> so, after all of that uh hellstorm in a dumpster fire, I have something good for this week. Do you that, want to hear it? No, that was something good. We don't have time to, this week to go over it. But, but, uh, but Moxie, but, we but, are... But, but, McDonald's. Oh. Uh, we don't have time for it right now. But, so, one of the things that we are going to do, though, hopefully, is uh, this Wednesday is the vice... <laughs> is the vice presidential debate. Uh, and if Moxie has time, uh, we're probably going to be live streaming it. Live live tweeting it again um, and probably getting some tacos for the late National Taco Day. Yes. So, um, As, you know, we post videos of burritos instead of tacos, but whatever. It was an accident. Whatever. Whatever, my friend. Oh, my God. 
Uh, all right, cool. So we're going to jump into this week's interview. Wow, I cannot talk right now. Okay. We are going to jump into this week's interview. It's a great one. Do not go anywhere. We'll be back after. Wow. We'll be back after this quick commercial break. I need more water. That was another great commercial break from our sponsors, whoever that happens to be on this episode. Uh, Moxie, I know you're really excited for this particular interview, and I'm excited because you're excited and because this person seems awesome so far. So do you want to introduce who our guest is? I would love to, yes. So this person is a, a professional actress, a director, a writer, but the reason we're having her on the show today is because she has written this incredible book called Eat, Pray, FML. And I came across a video. So Instagram started doing these reels, and I came across a reel that was focused on this woman's story. And I, I saw the videos as part of it. I saw, I saw some pictures and some videos, and I was like, wow, what an incredible story. I wonder, you know, what this is about. And I did some research, and I did some digging, and I discovered, oh, it's by this woman named Gabrielle Stone. And I just randomly thought, you know, oh, I'll, I'll shoot a message to her, see if maybe she'd like to come on the podcast. She probably won't see it. She's got a lot going on. And she responded like immediately. And so I've, I'm just like blown away and so excited to be welcoming, welcoming Gabrielle Stone onto the podcast. Welcome. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for doing this. She has been Literally, since <laughs> since the moment you said yes, she has been, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So uh, no pressure. <laughs> God, I hope I can deliver now. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like what happened with me in high school when I was like, oh, if this girl will go on a date with me and it's kind of like just built this up. And then when she said yes, the date was completely terrible. And I just, you know, I couldn't talk to save my life. Uh, well, I will, I will try and be better than your dates in high school. <laughs> my one date in four years of high school, just FYI. Oh, yikes. <laughs> uh, I think my one date since, too. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Let's let's start at the, at, at the beginning because, um, you know, Moxie said, you know, you have a book out, you're an actress. Uh, you tell us a little bit about your background and, and what brought you to this point where you're at right now. That's a loaded so question. I- yeah, I know. Give me your life story in five minutes. Um, so I, yes, I'm an actress. I grew up in LA. My parents are both in the industry. Um, and I have lived here my whole life, started acting when I was 19 and um, transitioned into directing a few years ago. And my life took a turn in uh, 2017. I found out my husband of almost two years was having an affair with a 19-year-old for six months. Filed for divorce, left. Shortly after that, I met a guy. We fell madly in love with each other, had a whirlwind romance, and he convinced me to go on a month-long trip to Italy with him. 48 hours before we were getting on a plane, he told me he needed to go by himself, and I was absolutely devastated. Broke my heart like my ex-husband never could have done. Mm. Uh, and I had a decision to make, and that was either stay at home heartbroken or go travel Europe by myself. So I took a backpack and I did six countries over the span of a month and wrote a book about it. <laughs> wow. I don't even know where to begin with that story because there's so yeah, much. Unpack, so, because <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I, I think to myself, like, you know, 19 year old me was like, oh, I can't wait to get married. Can't wait to start having kids. Can't wait to settle down and find the person you know, of my, of, of my dreams. And then, you know, 19 year old, you, you know, you had what you thought was a person of your dreams. And then he, 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 you know, he'd been cheating on you. And so my mindset is like, if I was that dude, like, first of all, I'd be stupid to do that. But second of all, like how, like, I, I want to ask like how, why, I mean, I don't even really know what the question is there to be honest, because it's like, there's, there, there's the, the, the why and, and the, how did you feel about it? You know, because I mean, obviously you were devastated, but like, I just kind of want to get inside your head there for a second. 
Now, with my ex-husband, I was 28 at the time when I found out about the cheating. And it really, now I can look back on it and I know what a blessing in disguise it was. I actually kind of realized that right after it happened. Um, I really dodged a, a big bullet with that. Um, but I think for the most part, because I wasn't really in love with him and I didn't realize that until I was with the man after him. Um, I, I loved him, of course, but I, I think I married him because he was safe. So when I found out about all the cheating and stuff with the 19-year-old the girl, I was feeling betrayal and rage, but I wasn't heartbroken. Hmm. And that really saved me because I can't imagine going through that situation and being heartbroken on top of it. And so many women do. And I really feel for them because it was still incredibly difficult for me to navigate. Um, so the heartbreak really didn't come until the, the relationship that happened after him. <laughs> well, that's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. Overlining, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, could be worse. Um, so I, so I guess you know, jumping into that, there's so many people out there who get hung up on the person they're with right now, whether it's the right person for them or not, you know, and whether they realize it or not too. I, I know many people who stay in relationships with people because it's easier mm. than starting oh. over. Um. I guess, you know, here you are in hindsight being 2020, uh, no pun intended there. Uh, you know, yeah. is there any advice for people who might be sitting in, in their apartment or, you know, in their house right now with somebody they're in a relationship with, but not happy with that and, but are too afraid to take that step forward? Uh, cause you know, a lot of times what's happening is they end up letting the, their partner cheat on them or get away with things that they probably wouldn't normally just because they don't want to start over. So do you have any advice for them? Yeah, totally. Uh, leave. <laughs> um, no, in, in all seriousness, uh, there's a lot of different situations. It really depends on your relationship. I'm not preaching that if your partner cheats, you should 100% walk. There's a lot of couples who have gone and dealt with infidelity and gone on to have a really wonderful relationship and rebuild that trust. I'm not that type of person and would never be able to do that. And um, it, But if you're unhappy in any form uh, and you've worked as hard as you feel you can and you've done the therapy and you've done the self-reflecting and you're not happy in a relationship, there is no need to stay in that. Um, there's always going to be someone who will treat you well, who will make you smile, who will give you that fulfillment that you're looking for. And life is too damn long to not have that. So for me, it was a no brainer. I mean, there was never a question that I wasn't going to leave when I found everything out, but I, I know a lot of people do stay and it gets complicated when there's kids and stuff. But for me, my happiness has always, I've always had to put that first and, um, and made that decision. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think this whole book is just a, a journey of like, learning to put yourself first and learning to love yourself. I really, really loved just this, like experiencing this with you. And I feel like this book is a true, like walking alongside you and feeling what you're feeling and being with you in that. So I want to ask, um, one of your key, uh, tactics, I guess, one of your key techniques throughout this book is called the thought onion. Would you mind explaining that to our listeners? Yeah, totally. So the thought onion is my way to kind of look at your thoughts and look at your reactions and figure out what's causing them. Uh, and I explain it like an onion um, where there's different layers. And when you peel back those layers, what's at the core of it is what you really need to focus on and, and heal to, to have different reactions in the future. So it goes the superficial thought, which is the initial reaction you have when you know, before you're, you can really get your bearings, like what just comes out automatically. And underneath that is the authentic thought. And that's when you've kind of had 10 minutes to cool down and you're like, okay, why, why did I have that big reaction in the first place? And then the subconscious thought is what's at the core of everything. And that's really where the deep rooted beliefs are, where things that 
are probably past traumas or things that happened to you when you were a child that you've been carrying around for a long time, learned beliefs that are really hard to let go of. And when you can get to that layer of it, you're able to adjust things, heal, become aware of things so that you can start to redirect your, your life and your thought patterns. That's, I, I think there's so much more to peel on that too. <laughs> See what yeah. I did there? Oh my God. <laughs> uh, hey, you know what? Before I make a fool out of myself, why don't you go ahead and jump into signature <laughs> question number one? All right. So, uh, Gabrielle, this podcast is formed around uh, life, friendship, and tacos. And so, in that vein, we ask each of our guests a question about each of those things. Um, and obviously, you've traveled to some pretty crazy, amazing places. Um, so, our first signature question is, out of all the places you've been, anywhere you've been, it could be right here in California, what is your favorite taco? Oh my God, that's so hard. <laughs> Those are really high on the list for me. Um, so, that's really difficult. Um <laughs> I guess the way the way to another way to think about it is like you know if you if you were on you know uh, what is it death sentence death row whatever like your final right, like right. your final meal if it had to be a taco what taco like what 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 type really of taco would it be yeah well, I mean she's I love a taco okay I can do that um, I love carnitas oh yes um, really good thinly shredded carnitas um, I don't know where I've had some really amazing food in some really amazing places I did have a pretty incredible taco in Barcelona. Mm. Um, and that's one that's coming to the forefront of my mind right now. So let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Barcelona. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just, just so people out there don't, you know, don't get offended or, or, or whatever. Uh, that might be offensive. <laughs> it probably is, <laughs> you know, but we're going to go to Barcelona. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so, so, it. He's lost it. <laughs> no, I, I, I get one good joke in, and then I'm just like, I'm done. So, eat, pray, FML. Um, why that title? Like, what, what, what specifically drew you to that title? Because that sounds like a life mantra a lot of us need to adopt. Yeah. So, I, it's obviously a satirical play on the classic novel Eat, Pray, Love. Um, it's meant as a compliment. But when I found out I was going on this trip by myself, I was standing outside with Javier, who is the man who left me before Europe. And he looked at me and said, how are you feeling, Gabs? And I, I looked at him and said, like, I'm about to go on a journey of eat, pray, F my life. And I was like, oh, and that's the title. <laughs> uh, it was so accurate um, of what I had been going through during 2017 my 2017 was like my personal 2020 <laughs> what everyone's dealing with now it was that in my own life and um it was just it was wild and it was a very accurate uh description of what my trip was gonna hold yeah yeah and I love how you start each chapter when I looked, I was very curious because I listened to the audiobook version and it starts out with that word and then the chapter title. And I was like, is it actually that? And it is actually that. What do you mean? What, what, what word? You know, the word. The, 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 F, the F word, the infamous F word. So every chapter title is F and then something, whatever chapter's about. And then there's like a little footnote under that. Interesting. Yeah. I'm going to read the book just, just for that. Guys, I first like a sailor, so it's, it's we embrace the F in this book. <laughs> embrace the F. It's very freeing, actually. It is. There, right? There is something about saying, like, like a really well-placed F word. It, it, why are we talking about this? It's, a really, you know, it's really freeing and really powerful, <laughs> you know? Uh, so I, I'm glad that there's a book full of it. I, I'm looking forward to reading it just to, just to see where the you know, F could have gotten away with plastering it on the cover i might have but for you know obvious marketing reasons i was like we'll shorten it to fml <laughs> i'm again i'm looking i'm looking forward to reading this book so you know is there one message that, that you know out of all the messages uh that you would pick that you hope the reader gets out of this book yeah oh god there's so many as much as it's a wild adventure of me 
making mistakes and doing ridiculous things and highs and lows. There is a lot of healing in it and, um, and a lot of growth in it. And I hope that when people read it, they have a better understanding of how to love themselves because I did not understand how to do that and what that really meant. Everyone's always saying it to you. You know, you got to love yourself first and loving yourself is the most important thing. Um, but I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I hope that they'll gain a little bit of insight into how to start doing that for themselves and in their own life. Um, and apart from that, that you are enough and that no matter what you're going through, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it is more beautiful than you can ever imagine. So just keep going. That is wonderful. That And that's so needed right now. Yeah, dude. I mean, right now more than ever, it's like we got to come together and try and focus on that. Yeah, seriously. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and ask signature question two because it's so close to what we just talked about. Um, signature question two is actually, it's extremely similar to what we just talked about, but it would be a personal question for you. Um, if you had a life as opposed to all the unpersonal, impersonal questions we've been asking all night. That was a dumb way to say that. Um, (laughs) so this is, and and, you know, this book is so very personal. I feel like I've been inside your head and it's an incredible place. Um, (laughs) it's a weird thing to say. I, yeah. That's awesome. That's an awesome thing to say. Whose side are you on? <laughs> so, if you had a life quote for yourself, it whatever mantra, whatever you know, um, saying or anything for yourself right now, what would your life quote be right now? Oh God! Oh, that's so intense. Um, okay, so it would actually be the dedication that I wrote in the book. Um, it's actually tattooed on my back now. Oh, that's awesome. um, and it is to the ones who loved me, lost me, broke me, and healed me. I think that's it. People are going to go look at it and be like, she said something wrong. Um, you're all the reason I'm here now. And for that, I thank you. Mm. Wow. That's a really, oh man, that, that's an interesting quote uh, because it's, it gives, you know, the proper place to people who were in your life momentarily, uh, as well as the people who are in your life somewhat permanently, even though I guess everyone's really just in your life momentarily. Um, so Some moments are longer than others. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. I really feel like I butchered that. I mean, you have it. Can you read yeah, it yeah, properly? It. It's like it. the first page of the book or I one thought, of the first pages. I thought about doing think that, but I didn't want to take the words. <laughs> Oh, that is actually, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, to the ones who loved me, broke me, lost me, and healed me. You're all the reason I found myself, and for that, I thank you. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, here you are. I don't know how, 2017, I guess, was, was the year where, where things kind of hit the fan for you. Uh, yeah. You know, is there something that you would, outside of that quote right there, is there something that you would tell your ex-husband or what was his name? Javier, Julio? What was it? Javier? Javier, yeah. Javier. Like, is there something that you would tell them, uh, you know, like that, that might be insightful for some people who are listening to this? Um, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, probably thank you. As weird as that sounds, um, if it wasn't for my ex-husband and meeting Javier, falling in love, having my heart broken, I would not have gone on this amazing trip that totally changed my life, changed me as a human, and uh, allowed me to write this incredible book that's now reaching people all over the world. It's it's a really, I'm a walking example of everything happens for a reason, hmm. and um, I'm a very big believer in that. Sometimes you can't see it till you're on the other side of it. This, I saw every step of the way. Um, I knew when I just found out I was going to go alone, I knew I was going to write this book. I knew how it was going to reach people. And I'm so fulfilled that that's really happening now. And it's, it makes it all worth it. So I don't even know what the question was, but I think it's something, the answer is something like everything happens for a reason. (laughs) That's right. That works for me. So my question now for that is, you know, you said you knew you were going to write this book and I've been through some heartbreak along those lines, nothing exactly like that, but, and I know that writing was what got me through it as well. But, um, what made you, what prompted you to want to actually publish it? That's my question. So I never 
even considered not publishing it. The moment I found out I, I was going alone, I said, I'm going to write a book. I'm going to release it. And it's going to really help change people's lives and help them heal. Um, I bought a leather bound journal. I took it on the plane with me. I started writing the first day I was in London and I wrote three fourths of the entire thing during that month on that trip. Wow. And, uh, it was genuinely like therapy for me. I don't, I mean, I'm sure I would have gotten through it, but I don't know how I would have dealt and coped with everything without writing this book. It is really the best form of therapy I can ever recommend to someone do. Not necessarily to write a book, but to sit down and write. It's, um, it's really incredible what you can do when you just let things flow out. And I didn't write it as you know, journal entries that I then turned into a book. If you open my journal, it's like chapter one. <laughs> and um, it's very, very close to how the book was released. And um, I just kind of knew in my soul that this was going to be a thing I was going to do and um, felt really deeply that it was going to connect with a lot of people and help them get through their own stuff too. That is really cool. You hand wrote this book? I hand wrote it. Well, I three fourths of it in my journal and transferred it all over into my laptop when I got home. <laughs> that sounds painful. <laughs> I mean, there's something to be said about handwriting things when you're working through stuff. Like it wouldn't have been the same feel if I was walking through the streets of Amsterdam and pulled out my laptop and started, you know, the fact that I had something was was physically getting it out of my body, I think really was doing something great for me. Absolutely. I, I, I write things down sometimes and like, I write like half a paragraph in my hands like this for the rest of the day. I'm like, I, it's all cramped up and I'm just like, I have a claw. <laughs> uh, and pe people just look at me like, well, dude, what's going on? I'm like, I wrote something down. I wrote a note. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a note to myself not to forget my pancakes. And I don't know what happened there. Uh, I do that anymore. No, I, there were days where I was sitting there writing six hours a day. And for whatever reason, I write in cursive. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a lot. A lot of writing. <laughs> I can only imagine. I, you know, that I would love to see like just a picture of that notebook at some point. Just, I, I don't know. I, I find that stuff interesting. I, I find handwritten things interesting sometimes. I think there's maybe one on my Instagram, like in a collage of things. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I have the journal. It's one of my most, you know, dear possessions now, obviously. And uh, yeah, it, it it's always going to be something special to me because it's more than just a word document existing on a computer. So yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have done it any other way as much, as much as it was a pain when I had to get home and type everything over. Although that ended up being a form of editing because when yeah. I would type it in, it was like, Oh, maybe I'll like reword this. And so, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I want to shift gears a little bit here and I'm sure that you're very used to talking about it all at this point. Um, but I want to talk about some good stuff too. So, uh, one of the most recent things that you posted on your Instagram, and it's also at the end of this book is talking about a cocktail of sorts. Would you mind telling our listeners about that? Totally. Um, so this whole trip and journey that I was on, I knew that I was looking for a way to love myself. I knew that that's why things weren't working in my life was because I wasn't in alignment and in being in love with myself. Um, and to me, I've always, you know, I'm an actor. It's like, give me directions and I'll be able to go do something. So I was sitting there going, okay, I'm ready to love myself. Can anyone tell me how to do that? And no one could really give me a step-by-step -step way of how to accomplish this. And so I was searching for it on my trip. Um, I started to find bits and pieces of it on my journey, but I ended up writing about what I call the self-love cocktail in the epilogue because it didn't feel authentic to write it in the main portion of the book because I didn't really put it all together there. Um, I had a lot more healing to do when I came home and this was, you know, it wasn't just a month long in Europe and I'm fixed and everything's hunky dory now. Um, so the self love cocktail is because of course I have to equate it to a cocktail or wine or something. Um, and uh, it's basically you sit down and you write out, all the things that you're capable of giving yourself that make you happy. So things that make your soul happy. For me, that was dancing, meditating, going to the gym, 
eating right, uh, creating things. And once you have your list together, you start giving yourself things on that list every single day. And you have to really commit. And you can start start with a stiffer cocktail, like a, a vodka martini. And you can be like, okay, I'm only going to be able to do the gym and healthy eating. But I'm going to commit to doing that every single day. And then once you get into the flow of doing that, you can add in some more things. So it's like a fun mixology cocktail with a splash of dancing and poured over some creating. And um, before you know it, you start feeling so much better. And it's because you're loving yourself. And when I finally put that all together and it was like, to love yourself, all you have to do is give your soul the things it loves and care enough to do that for yourself. It was so simple that it blew my mind because I always thought self-love was looking in the mirror and doing mantras and saying, I love you, Gabrielle, you're so beautiful. And, you know, power to you if you guys can do that. But I always felt like a weirdo when I tried to do that and it didn't really do anything for <laughs> my behavior. Um, so I realized that it was as simple as being able to take action and do things that make you happy. It was something that I could now control something that I was able to do every day and honor myself with. And it totally changed my entire life. Wow. That's honestly, I think that there's so many people out there who don't understand th that self-love, like you said, isn't just waking up one morning and saying, I love myself. And then, you know, like it's actually a journey. It's actually a, a portion. Like it, it isn't just a, a thing that that you wake up one day and do. It, it's literally finding things, improving yourself, getting yourself to the point where you want to be and realizing that you don't actually need a significant other in your life. And that's usually around the time that you uh, find somebody who's truly going to make you complete and happy and whole uh, on, on that side as well. Uh, so that's a good thing to hear. And, and you know, what? I just turns out that that might be a good idea for like a follow up, like workbook type thing. Right to throw out, I don't know, you probably already, like, you're like, dude, I already have it printed, like, just, just wait a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, and I, it's really true, you know, you're, you go through your life, and you're in different relationships, and sometimes you're really happy, and on this high, and you're like, yeah, I love myself, I love my life, and, but it's from outside things. Mm -hmm. So when those outside things are suddenly gone, or suddenly taken away, you're left with what's inside. And if you haven't done the work to to recognize that and know how to take care of that part, that's when you can, you can get into some trouble. <laughs> that, that sounds like 2020, <laughs> you know, cause a lot of people, what, what happened? In a nutshell, 2020 in a nutshell. Yeah. Pretty much. Well, because you like, you know, like almost, what was it? Like 30 million people right now are, at, are unemployed, you know, like there's, there's tons of people who like literally myself included would, you know, would wake up some mornings and be like, FML, like literally, you know, like, so you it's did that verbatim many times. <laughs> let's not talk about that. Uh, so, but let's jump into signature question number three. And then I have a couple follow-ups before we wrap this up. So uh, Moxie, take it away. All right. So the last question of this podcast and well, it's, hold on, it's not the last question. It's just the signature okay, question. Okay. okay fine. The, <laughs> the last question that this podcast is centered around is kind of why it was created. It's kind of why it exists. Uh, it's, it's actually based on a fight between friends, which is a great foundation. Um, and the question is, can you have more than one best friend? Outside of significant others and family. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. 100% yes. And whoever's on the other side of this, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I like her own opinion. But, yes, I've had multiple best friends my entire life. Um I, I think that it's healthy to foster multiple relationships. It's healthy to have different relationships that fulfill different things for not only you, but the other person. Um, I, yeah, 100%. I have a group of probably, probably five people. I'd say they're one of my best friends. And, but that's also like, I keep my circle itself very small. So it's not like I then have an, a, a circle outside of them that's that's astronomically big i as i've gotten older you really see what's important and you really don't have time to deal with things that you're not aligning with mm -hmm. um and so i keep my my best people really really close and yes 100 percent yes yeah <laughs> 
Well, the book is called Eat, Pray, FML. Uh, it's available anywhere you can get books from. Uh, go to eatprayfml.com. What was that? That was that, that nothing. Never mind. Okay. She gave me some sort of weird, like, <laughs> gang signal off. I think she's going to kill me after this. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, I, you know, this is just kind of a, a, a random uh, question because I, I saw on your website, I was just going through your website, and actually I'm on your Facebook page right now, but I saw a t-shirt that said... Uh, divorced af um yeah and while i i love the sentiment of that shirt um the question is why 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 what what was the you know what was the point behind that other than you know merchandising <laughs> well i mean i wrote i wrote a book where the the first three chapters are me getting divorced um and i i am myself now divorced and um and the sentiment of it is that i'm freaking proud of it. Um, I'm proud that I, I didn't stay and let someone mistreat me. I'm proud that I detected, <laughs> detected my way, um, into finding all of it out. And I'm, I'm proud that I'm so much happier now that I, I walked away. So that shirt was me celebrating the fact that I am part of the divorced club and, uh, before 30, well, I was before 30 when I got divorced and past 30 now, but, um, but yeah, it's just a little, little memento to, to being proud to be in the, the divorced club, I guess. I think that's awesome. I think that uh, very often, uh, like in our culture, it's something that people try to hide and be ashamed of. And I think it's awesome that there's like, you came out of this so strong and so vibrant and able to look back at it and say, yeah, I went through that and I'm stronger now because of it. And thank you. I think that's awesome. Thank you. And, you know, I, not to say I didn't have all those ashamed and, oh my God, and embarrassment feelings. I 100% did. Um, but I've worked through them and being on the other side of it is, I'm just real thankful girl. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. So I had two more questions and Ruben's saying I can only do one. Why, why do you have to tell her that? <laughs> We're running out of time. Okay. So, so and they're they're both relatively probably short unless you want to go longer um i'm sure you know every time obviously you have a book about one of the most painful things you've ever gone through um and that's yeah. probably what people like to ask you about a lot um following your instagram i've seen that you actually have some really wonderful things and some really wonderful people in your life and um i recently saw a post saying that you're dating somebody new would you mind would you like to talk about that a little bit Totally. Yeah. Um, he came into my life. Uh, we had known each other before, uh, like we've known each other for 10 years, but just as friends, we met on a set filming and he came into my life again, quite quickly when I came back from Europe and I was not ready for anything and was very vocal about that. So we maintained a friendship and you know, when he expressed that he had feelings for me, I was like, I'm not, I'm a brick wall. Don't, don't even, I'm not getting into a relationship. And he, he just waited and, and allowed me to do what I needed to do. It was a really rocky road, um, for him especially, and was really hard. And I've, I've been extremely thankful that he's allowed me to stay on my own path and my own journey to get to where I needed to be, to be able to be with him. Um, and he's an amazing guy. He was the first person to read my book. Um, when it was in its raw stage and, um, yeah, it, I'm really happy. And the two men that are, that the book, you know, centers around, uh, really gave me the biggest gift and that was to know what's important in a relationship moving forward. That is wonderful. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, there's so much there alone that I want to <laughs> jump into, uh, because first of all, I need to meet this guy and ask him how we get, got out of the friend zone because literally the last, <laughs> like literally since like high school, like I've never been able to like successfully even maneuver my way through the friend zone, uh, in general. So I need to figure out how that is. He needs, he needs to write a book. You, you, you take the woman's book, which is a step-by-step -step guide and you, you finagle your way in through that. I remember him texting me and saying, I've never had a roadmap to the girl I'm trying to port. So. <laughs> okay, so basically I need to get every girl in the world to write a book about what they like and don't like, right? Yeah, easy, right? I mean, 
Totally. I can barely thing. get them to like decide what they want for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, you know, obviously we're, we're in COVID. We are in coronavirus uh, world, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just don't yeah. call it a quarantine. Um, <laughs> uh, so what are you working on right now? And, and what can people look forward to outside of the book, uh, which again is available on Amazon or eatprayfml.com? Um, so I, at the beginning of quarantine, I was really frustrated because I didn't feel any of my creative juices flowing and it was really tough. I was feeling the heaviness and the weight of what was going on in our world. And I kind of just had to let myself be with that. There was a lot of Netflixing, there was a lot of eating and, um, I'm happy to say now that has lifted. Um, (laughs) I've started writing bits and pieces of book two. Um, everyone always gets excited when I say that, but I don't know when I'll ever release it. It'll really depend on timing and if everybody involved signs off on it. Um, and apart from that, I'm shooting a film in two weeks, um, in the post COVID film world. So I'm interested to see how that's going to go. And we're all trying to be very overly cautious and safe. Mm -hmm. Um, I just directed to commercial spots so we're starting to get back into the uh the film world and you know we'll see what comes next <laughs> i'm yeah. so happy that hollywood is getting back to work i got so many friends early dude slowly but surely that's that's incredible i know like dwayne johnson just announced that one of his big netflix film or, or movies or series or whatever is getting back to work like and they're gonna be like in a bubble and and like it's it's incredible to start seeing these productions start coming back to life. I'm just so happy so many of my friends get back to work. Uh, yeah, I know. Nobody really realized how important our jobs were until everyone was at home watching Netflix and they were like, oh, this is why we need the arts. Got it. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, more importantly, when they finish Netflix and they're like, okay, so what's next? And they're like, oh, no one's filmed anything in six months. All right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, the book is called Eat, Pray, FML, eatprayfml.com uh, to order your copy. Uh, you can order a signed copy on her website as well. So go check that out. Uh, and if you order a book, take a picture of yourself with it, post it on Instagram. Uh, tell people where they can find you on, on the in- Instagram websites. Um, so on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, I'm at Gabrielle Stone. TikTok, I'm new to. I know that's where that video blew up, but I'm I'm newer to it. I think I'm Gabrielle underscore Stone. Um, well, it lasts. And, uh, I love I love hearing from people. I respond to all my DMs from my readers um, and posts about it. So I, I love to hear what people think and, and engage with people who have read the story. You're so awesome. Thank you for being just Thank a you. genuine light in the world. <laughs> Thank you, girl. I appreciate that. I would say the same thing, but she took the words off my script. So, uh, <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it from you too. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Gabrielle, thank you so much. Uh, we'll be back after these quick commercial breaks. Don't go anywhere. And that was our interview with Gabrielle Stone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Moxie, that was a great conversation with Gabrielle. I was literally so excited for this week's episode i i mean like i said in the interview i was definitely fangirling like all of the interview um and like the entire week before yeah it's a little embarrassing but i was so excited she was so amazing um she has some new stuff coming out very soon um i'm trying to find it on instagram right now because she just posted about it the other day she is in addition to being an amazing author um she is also working uh, as an actress are you talking about zombie killers what are you talking about zombie killers that hit hulu the other day yeah she's on a new show on hulu so if you liked hearing from her um Damn, and- she looks great in zo- like in this zombie apocalyptic makeup on 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 her uh, on her Twitter account. Yeah, like if you like, damn girl. If you liked hearing from her and uh, you are not an avid reader, go and watch zombie. <laughs> Joke. Um, <laughs> go and watch Zombie Killers on Hulu. Uh, I plan to watch it because it just sounds really cool, and she's awesome. And I feel like I'm friends with her, even though she probably hates me. She probably does not remember either one of us uh, at this point yeah. in time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Hey, so uh, we have a 
couple of quick things to wrap up this week's episode with. Uh, first and foremost, head over to tinyurl.com forward slash shop best friends and get yourself an end tacos t-shirt. Uh, they are really comfortable and they're really stylish and really cool. And people are going to be like, dude, where'd you get that shirt? And you can be like, I don't remember. And you'll be like, <laughs> awesome. And they'll be like, can I get one? And they'll be like, and then, yeah. Uh, so that's exactly how it's going to happen. Tinyurl.com forward slash shop best friends. Speaking of tacos, uh, today is, well, today that this is airing, it's Monday, October 5th. But uh, to yesterday, the day that we're recording this right now, um, is actually National Taco Day. I just finished posting about it. And we are so stoked, and it's not just because of all the coffee we drank. We? I have not had one cup of coffee. I just woke up like 10 minutes ago. I think that National Taco Day should be National Taco Week. And I think uh, it is a great excuse to go out and get some tacos today, tomorrow, and for eternity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, you don't need an excuse to get tacos. Just get them. Like, if you're looking for an excuse to get tacos, you should. If, if you wake up on a Wednesday and you're like, man, I just really wish I could get some tacos right now, go and get the dang taco. Just do it. Just taco it. <laughs> if you wake up on a Saturday morning and you're like, you know what? I really need a taco right now, but it's too early in the morning. Go get yourself a breakfast taco. Boom. Roasted. If you wake up at Saturday at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and you're just like, dude, I really want a taco. Go get yourself a taco. Boom. Roasted. You don't need an excuse for tacos. Just get the taco in your mouth and eat it. Yes. <laughs> this feels like a motivational speech. It, it, I feel like you're you're delving a little bit into tomorrow or to, not tomorrow. Next week's episode. I am, I, I am a uh, motaco mo taco speaker. Motitocanal speak. No. Nope. Nope. We'll figure, that, we'll figure this out later, but I am I am all about the tacos. Uh, I am all about helping people connect themselves with their their taco in their life. Um, like you know, there's relationship coaches. I'm a taco coach. I feel like that's just a salesman. No, no. Well, relationship coaches are also just salesmen of other people. Whoa, hold on. Um. One time I was in uh I was in a, a class at school. Oh my gosh. Just because you're uneducated, okay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Undereducated. I'm not uneducated. <laughs> One time I was in a uh music business class and What does this have to do with anything? Uh, you'll understand in a second if you quit interrupting me. So we also have a, a Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash friends. <laughs> I can mute you. You know that, right? I, was in- I can mute you and I you can can't mute, mute me. You. No, you can't. All right, cool. Yes. So uh, people cannot hear Moxianne anymore. Yes, um, they can. And I would like to remind people that we have a Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash life friendship tacos. Uh, go and join that group for more quality content uh, as Moxie likes to write in every single one of our Instagram posts. And we still can't hear her, by the way. Um, and of course, I don't like giving you this kind of power. Giving? I might need to secede. Secede? Yeah. From the podcast? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Um, can I tell my, my school story? It's really funny. Sure. So I was in a class one time. The teacher asked if any of us had ever sold anything. And this girl in my class, who, by the way, everybody did not like, raised her hand and she said, myself. Yeah. And we were like, whoa. And she was like, I mean, my music. And we were like, yeah, yeah, you can't backtrack from that. So she's a hooker. I don't think so. Cannot verify. Okay. Yeah. Is this what I think it is? No. No? Okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, so like Ruben said, go and join our Facebook Okay, group. you can't backtrack now. We have to keep moving forward. Move All forward. Right. Next. This is- move over, Timmy. Um, so ne- who's Timmy? Oh my God! 
Okay, so this week's episode is episode numero. No, we're not there yet. We're not. No, 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 no. Cincuentaynueve. I don't cincuentaynueve. I think that's true. Cincuentaynueve. Cincuentaynueve. And that means the next week's episode is the season finale, episode numero sesenta. And we have a really amazing guest on next week. I I know that I say I'm excited for every week's guest, but much this like one everyone is her best friend. Just like everyone's her, like if you're excited for everything, you're excited for nothing. If everyone's your best friend, no one's your best friend. I'm not Let's excited just for get everything. To that point. I'm excited for all of our podcasts. If you're excited for all the podcasts, you're excited for none of the podcasts. Our podcasts are the one good thing in my life. Besides Bradley. Our podcast. <laughs> our podcast are the one good thing I, podcasts our podcasts are the one good thing yes that does not sound right it doesn't matter um anyway back to the pitch uh next week's episode is the season finale which means that we have the incredible absolutely incredible Lori Bischoff. Uh, and if that name sounds somewhat familiar, it's probably because we had Eric Bischoff on like a year ago, a year and a half ago now, probably. Um, this is this is this is uh his wife. <laughs> I almost I almost pulled a Joe Biden's husband moment right now. Um and uh and she was wonderful, absolutely incredible. She has a great book called Common Sense Happiness. It's out now. It's out been out for quite a few years now. Um, and I'm excited to introduce the world to Lori Bischoff. Not that yeah. the world needs to be introduced to her because a lot of people already follow her, but <laughs> I'm introducing our world to Lori Bischoff. Yes. Very, very excited. And um, then... <sighs> and then we... Okay. <laughs> do you you con- go. Do you concede? Yeah, I give up. <laughs> Why don't you just concede? Because giving up is easier. <laughs> It's the same thing, except, <laughs> except one word's nicer than the other. Um, so we're also going to begin the uh, uh, something. Where's this season's ending at a weird phase in the year where there isn't enough time in the year to really start a new season and give ourselves a little bit of a break between seasons. So we're just not going to do anything for the rest of the year after next week. Pretty much, yeah. Except that we are going to be doing a uh, a campaign to get the vote out. We want people to go out and vote. Uh, if you are 18 and registered to vote and can legally vote in the United States, we want you to vote. Um, and we are going to hopefully try to, to just present you with some facts of things that are on, you know, some of the things that you probably want to vote for other than just the presidency. Um, and so a lot of people are probably going to tune out those next couple of weeks. But it's okay. Uh, and then we're going to do something for the rest of the year uh, where we kind of just shoot the shit. Hey, we're gonna get a pile of, of poop and we're just gonna shoot it. That sounds like fun, actually. Oh, shoot the shooting part, not the poop part. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, and then, and then it's my birthday. Yes, it is. Oh, crap. The 24th of October. I have to start prepping your. I almost said engagement present. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know something that I don't know? <laughs> Who's asking me to get married? <gasps> Is it Miles <laughs> Kennedy? No, it's not Miles Kennedy. Oh, damn it. Isn't he already married? Yeah, to a really hot wife, too. So uh-huh. I'm happy for him. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, make sure to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the best friend show. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at what is our Instagram? Best friend podcast. Best Friend Podcast. And follow us on the Twitter. YMBF Show. And our website. LifeFriendshipTacos.com And. I just listened to. That's all we got. I have a new favorite podcast. It's called Queen's Podcast. But at the end they do it every time. They're like Queen's Podcast. And I like that. So I'm going to start doing that for us. No. Best friend podcast. That's I, not the name of the podcast. Uh, 
At well, yeah, but that's our Instagram. That's not the name of our podcast. But it you're my best friend podcast. <laughs> that that does not sound good at all. You don't sound good at all. I am dying very slowly. Yeah, that makes sense. Dying slowly, Ruben J. Dollar in the jar. Dollar in the jar. Dollar in the jar. Dollar in the jar. That's how bad that was. All right. Uh, my name is Ruben J. And Wait, I'm hold on. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Did we cover everything? I, I think so. Go and get Gabrielle Stone's book, Eat, Pray, FML, right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, and that is all. That is all, my friends. My name is Ruben J. And I'm Moxie Ann. And we are out of time. And tacos. No, we're not. I have plenty of tacos. Well, why don't you share then? Because sharing is not caring. Well, you're not caring. And I'm not sharing. <laughs> All right, bye. At the Ruben J. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.